We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Peace with the Process. I'm glad to have you back on the show today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in yet again and everyone who has stuck with me through this journey so far. We are coming into the month of December, and I think we've already had one episode this month. We're coming up on episode number two, and we've just got about two more to close this month out. And today's episode is with Mr. Matt Baudreau. Now, me and Matt share a concept of what education should look like. I firmly believe that there's several things wrong with the schooling system these days. And Matt has shared that same feeling for a long time, having been involved in the school system as a teacher, as a superintendent, and on uh, several other levels. He became very vocal about his beliefs in what needed to change. I think a lot of us have these same beliefs of what needs to change with our school system, but Matt decided to make it his journey, his life's mission to create something that embodied what we believe education should look like. I'm very excited for you guys to get to listen to what he is bringing to us today and what he has developed by founding Acton Academy that has multiple, multiple locations all across the world because the concepts that he instills into the students at Acton Academy, uh, you know, everyone agrees with these things. And the type of people that are graduating Acton Academy are their leaders, they're entrepreneurs, they're people who are going to go out and make a change in this world. It's the type of people that we so badly need to be the leaders of America, to be the leaders of the world. And I can't explain it any better than Matt can, so I'm going to let him do all of this and tell you how he began to found Acton Academy, his journey, and then tell us what goes on at Acton Academy, because I think you're going to love it. If you agree with me on, on the things that need to change with our school system, Definitely look into Acton Academy, listen to this episode, and listen to what Matt has to say. All right, Matt, I've got you on the show today, and it's a complete honor to have you here. How are you? Pleasure, man. Every day is a good day. So thank That's, you. you know, how about you? How's the day going? Doing good, man. Doing good. I was, uh, I'm extremely happy that I came across you and did some digging into what you've got going on at Acton Academy. Uh, before we dive into what that is, uh, tell us a little bit about what inspired you to to found Acton Academy. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I've been in education for for a long time, and when I say in education, I'm 
every way you can think of. So, uh, you know, K through 12, uh, higher ed was at Stanford for, uh, for quite a while. And, and I did the public school thing. I was a public school teacher. I was a public school administrator. I was a private school teacher. I was a private school administrator. Um, all of that led to a whole lot of speaking and consulting in education. And again, that's with K through 12, with districts all over the country, districts all over the world, really, um, you know, and higher ed. So I've been immersed in education for, for a long time. And uh, coming out of that, what I ended up realizing was there's a vast difference in uh, what I believe education is and what schooling is, right? Schooling is the system that we're all used to and education looks vastly different. And so, um, you know, really kind of coming to grips with that through a number of different circumstances and all of those different levels mentioned, uh, you know, I, I got to the point where I was being very vocal about the things that I thought should change. Uh, but that wasn't too far removed from what a lot of people see, right? Should, should change. The big difference with me, I think, is that I don't like to uh, just complain without offering a solution, right? I don't believe in, uh, you know, saying something should be better and then not doing your part to try to do something about that. I think that's called whining and, and I'm not a whiner. So, um, you know, as, as it got closer to the time where I was having my own children who are gonna be involved in, uh, again, going to school versus what I thought they could get in an education, uh, I knew it was time to put up or shut up. And so that's uh, ultimately what led me to, to wanting to start my own. And um, thankfully I, I found a group of entrepreneurs and educators that uh, were very like-minded around the world that were doing things that I thought uh, were uh, really education-based, not school-based. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the short and dirty of a very long tail story. <laughs> um, of, of why I got into it, but uh, yeah, I was from no no shortage of experience. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I agree with you as well. It's why I connect with uh, you know your mission so so much. Um, I said that probably immediately after graduating high school uh, that you know they just don't they don't prepare you for what it actually is you're going to come in contact with in in real life. You know whether that's right. whether that's from a standpoint of you know, going out and making a difference in the world or just from a basic level standpoint of being able to handle things like, you know, taxes, mortgage, getting a bank account for even something as small as that, that at least at my school wasn't taught. Um, sure. And I know several people who agree with that. Well, sure. So that's not, not only is that not taught, but you never get time to figure out who you are too, right? It's this one size fits all thing where you never get to understand who you are, what drives you, what are you excited about? What are you naturally good at? What do you want to actually create a life around? Like none of that is, none of that is in there. And what really kind of pushed me uh, to, to start being louder about it while I was still involved in that system was uh, when I came to the understanding that that's all intentional. It's all by design and that there's really no uh, desire or impetus uh, for that to change from, you know, from a public perspective. And that's, it's not going to change. There's too much money. There are too many politics there are too many things involved to keep things the way they are. So, um, you know, once, once I kind of saw how the sausage was made, so to speak, uh, it was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, let's do what actually, let's do what actually needs to be done. Right. And man, I, I have to applaud you for doing that. I've, I've always said that somebody needs to do something. And I, I from my standpoint, it's not something that, that I could put my full efforts into um, and, and make it something that was a drive for my life. But, you know, to come across somebody who 
that is what you do. You know, that is what you're most passionate about. And you've driven to make that a reality for people to have available. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about availability, you know, what is, what is somebody's availability to getting into Acton Academy? Availability in terms of getting in as, as a student or in terms of getting involved in the network? Uh, let's go ahead and nail both. So, I mean, if somebody is interested, you know, I'll say network wide, well, neither one are, neither one are necessarily easy. So network wide right now, we have got um, just over 200, I believe, locations globally speaking. Right. And so we're in 30 some odd different countries. And when I say we have those different locations, some are intentionally, you know, it's, it's somebody who is phenomenal, who started a location, who just wants to remain at 40, 50 kids in a very small shop. And like, that's all they want to do, which is awesome. Um, Some want to go bigger. Some want to go multiple locations. Right. So everybody kind of falls, uh, you know, somewhere in, in, in this range, depending on what they want to do in their own DNA and what that looks like. But there are applications in the pipeline to open, uh, I believe we're up to about 16,000 applications to open. We wow. will not open 16,000 locations. Um, we're not a franchise. We're not McDonald's. We're not looking to just replicate ourselves. Every, ideally, we do want to replicate ourselves, but the reality of this is it's because it's not a franchise, because you have so much of a human element, because there's so much, it is so much harder to run a school than it is uh, to run a you know fast food restaurant from a systemic standpoint. Not saying that's not a difficult gig because it is. Um, it, it's got to be a very specific type person. So we have sixteen thousand applications. We will likely open uh, around a thousand, um, and and we want to get a thousand strong locations. And when I say strong locations, it means all the owners are connected. We know. We all know each other. We all speak to each other on a daily basis. Obviously, I don't speak with all 200 locations on a daily basis, but you know, after you and I jump off, I'm jumping on a Zoom call with like eight other owners, right? And we're kicking around some ideas on things. And so we all share information. Um, we are all on the same mission, but we're going about it, you know, with similar systems, but maybe in a slightly different way. The reality is, you know, I'm in Roseville, California, which is a different demographic than. Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a different demographic than Shanghai, China, which is a different demographic than Guatemala, right? It's different. There's different cultures, different people. Um, so they need to run somewhat differently, but with a similar system. So, you know, as far as the network goes, we are a very tight knit community. Um, and, and we are really looking for the best of the best, the people that really believe in what our mission is. Um, and then from a, you know, an individual standpoint, you know, I can speak specifically, obviously, to to the locations that I run, the locations that I own. Um, you know, we are the entire network is looking for people with character. It's looking for people with personal responsibility, right? It's looking for people, um, you know, looking for parents that believe in their student. And when I don't mean believe in their student, like, oh, my kid's the best, but I'm going to do all their homework for them. My kid's the best, but I need to get him into college. No, they believe inherently in the genius of their child and they want that child to go through the trials the tribulations the struggles to come out as a strong human being that takes a really brave parent Um, a lot of parents will say they believe in that but when push comes to shove and it's their kid who's in the middle of the hero's journey and they're in the middle of the hard part parents oh but my kid's different oh but i need to come in and save them at this point right and and that's inherently what we are against so 
um, you know, for us, it's, it's a tough thing to try to filter out. So we will have information sessions where they get to come in and I, I literally try to scare parents away in the first five, 10 minutes. Um, if they make it through the entire info session, then they, the parents then have homework. The parents then have responses to send us. We want to figure out who they are. Uh, and then the kids have to come shadow and spend some time here because we want to see are these young people that are going to be personally responsible. Um, they're going to come in and be a, a good, productive human being. They're not going to come in and be jerks. Bullying is not a thing that's, it's not even a thing here. Um, because if you're going to come in and treat others, dis, you know, with disrespect, you don't get to stay. Um, so, you know, it's a very intense process to even come in uh, on, on the student side too, but it's always, it's more about the parents than it is the students usually. Right. I mean, no, that, I think that gives me such a higher level of confidence in what you guys do, knowing that there's a vetting process for the students. It's not just whoever wants to get in gets to get in. Yep. That's the truth, man. So you hear, you know, you and I grew up in a time where you hear alternative school, right? And we think, okay, well, that's for the kids that are one step away from juvenile hall, right? They're about to go to jail and this is their last chance. You know, we look at this and go, uh, you know, alter we think public schooling is the alternative, right? For whatever you believe creation, if you don't believe creation, if you, whatever you believe, however long you think humans have been on this planet, I don't care. The reality is it's obvious for a long time, people learned by doing, and they often trained underneath a mentor, uh, you know, they trained in an apprenticeship kind of fashion. They learned to do something underneath somebody and they created a life around that and then all of a sudden we gave you know this this alternative thing was this public school where we're going to house everybody together take you away from your family we're going to teach you we're going to lecture at you about five very specific subjects as if life works in subjects and then we're going to keep that model for the next hundred years and tell you anything else against this one size fits all factory model is alternative when the reality is the alternative we're talking about is a human experience. This is, you know, a widget experience. So I hate that term alternative because of that fact, but what we're saying is no, we're getting back to real education versus what we're talking about, the schooling. And so um, that vetting process becomes more and more important because people can't get past their emotional bias. The school, the way it's set up has become a religion. Yeah, And we're trying to break people free from a religious belief in what this institution of school has become. That's a very difficult thing to do. So we're looking for the people that have broken free from that, but have maintained the belief that character, hard work, personal responsibility, all of those things still matter. It's a harder thing to find than you would think. Uh, you know, in our society to find somebody who's, who's, who's writing both of those lines, which is why the writing uh, process is so hard. No, no, I absolutely agree with you. The difficulty in finding people like that is, uh, it's, it's insane. You know, I mean, I, I live in a, a very rural area of uh, Texas and yep. to find like-minded people who even just have the, the concepts of, you know, wanting to grow themselves in, in all areas, you know, in, yeah. in, 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 in big areas that they're passionate about, even just finding people that are like that, it's very difficult. Yep. Um, but, you know, you talk about uh, that 200 locations and you said it's been a struggle getting people to move out of this religious view of what schooling currently is. Yep. So how did you get from the idea to 200 locations. I mean, I would, I would assume at some point there had to have been a breakthrough method that really helped you guys continue to grow to that big. And 
thousands you know of it is? applications. It's really, it's, it's, the proof is in the pudding, right? So, I mean, again, you and I both know handfuls upon handfuls upon handfuls of people because you and I were, were two of those people that go, hey man, school needs to change. Right. Whether it's even just from the most basic standpoint of the understanding that, you know, we don't talk about the things like you mentioned earlier. Don't talk about taxes. You don't understand how, like you don't actually look at things that you need as an adult. Right. You don't you came out of high school and you didn't feel prepared. Right. All of those things. There are so many people that understand that. Right. So you have people that are that are there. It's the intellectual understanding. What they're having a hard time with is the emotional letting go of, mm. of the fear attached to. But is it going to be? different now and, and everybody's doing this i feel safe there i feel comfortable there you know it's it's the the intellectual versus emotional battle so it really ended up just being this long tail game so acting as a network has been around now for like 12 or 13 years on a very small scale um but that's also long enough to where we again the proof is in the pudding we have now enough locations and enough students that have gone through this that have come out and are completely different human beings than the people who come out of the public school system that employers can't help but notice. Colleges can't help but notice, right? All of these other post high school, pro they can't help but notice. And so when you have that, the word starts to spread organically. This has been a very organic movement. There has not been necessarily anything that was a huge breakthrough kind of thing yet. But we are on that verge right now. What's interesting is, you know, we've kind of been going, you know, exponentially getting bigger and bigger because the proof is in the pudding. I liken our network to CrossFit, right? Whether you like CrossFit, don't like CrossFit, doesn't really matter. Everybody knows what it is at this point, right? Yeah. Everybody has heard of CrossFit. You can't deny the results that some of the people have gotten with CrossFit. It has changed the way we look at fitness. And even your big box retailers are adding in their CrossFit style classes, right? And, and so they're shifting, they shifted industry uh, when, it, when it comes to fitness, right? We're doing the same thing with education. So at this point, you can't deny this. What's interesting though, is with this whole COVID-19 situation, everybody going home, this is almost kind of the emperor has no clothes moment. And it came at a time when we as a network, we're really going to uh, start to make a hard push as it is. When I say hard push, I'm talking about bringing in some real power players kind of to our network. I'm talking about a documentary. I'm talking about um, a massive actual way to start actually marketing and getting the messages you know, out there in a number of different ways. Um, all of this is kind of colliding right now at this point. So you're kind of seeing the tipping point right now, whereas um, you know, another year or two, Acton Academy is going to be a household name everywhere. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that. You know, I'm, I'm actually, uh, my wife and I just found out that we were pregnant, I think two weeks ago. So right. having this conversation with you, yeah, is, you know, it's something First, that, uh, yeah, first. Congrats, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. So that's Very definitely good. something that's been on my mind. And uh, I'm going to be following you guys for, you know, as long as I can to see, you know, what the opportunities are like, uh, you know, when we get to that road. I know we're looking so at, cool. at homeschooling ourselves anyway. So that kind of brings me into my next question pretty well, yep. which is, you know, you talk about the different locations having, you know, some differences about them, but there are some, some core consistencies yes. in, in how this works. So yep. could you explain that to us? Yeah, for sure. So first of all, again, it comes to the belief that everybody, you know, we talk about Joseph Campbell's work, right? So we talk about the hero's journey. 
Um, and so our promise to our families is that everybody who walks through the door, when we say everybody, we mean the kids and we mean the parents, everybody who walks through our door will be on a hero's journey, right? They are going to uh, have a chance to find a calling that will allow them to change the world. We all believe that inside and out. We also believe everybody has a particular level of genius. Um, you know, John Taylor Gatto uh, said it best. He says, genius is as common as dirt. Uh, and we fully believe that. We really believe everybody actually has genius. But again, you take that genius and then you squash that to do these five subjects. And you get a whole lot of people that grow up thinking they're not brilliant when in reality they are. So we want to unlock that genius potential, right? So it starts with those beliefs. It starts with the belief in the hero's journey and the ability to unlock that genius. That's where we all start foundationally from our beliefs, um, from, from founders to the guides that we have employed. From there, you start to get into the systems that we all use. So one of the things that is common across all Actons is the belief in student-led campuses. That does not mean from an, you know, there's a lot of people that are going into this unschooling kind of kind of deal, right? Where they believe that there is the absolute sovereignty of a four or five-year-old and you just let them do whatever they're gonna do and and they're gonna make the right decision and figure things out their own. Like we don't. We don't think that's the case. We still think there's a place for guides, for mentors, especially at that younger age. But the ideal is to set them up with enough systems in place where they are able to then discuss what the processes should look like for their own group of individual students. And the adults can slowly back further and further and further away so that the older and older and older they get, the less and less adults are needed period, right? Our ideal day on an Acton campus is the day where no adults show up, none of the kids notice, none of the kids care, and nothing changes. The day runs as it normally would with all the adults. That's every campus's goal, right? There's a lot of systems that have to go into place and a lot of time and a lot of, like, there's a lot of things you have to build in for that, but that's our goal. And I can tell you right now, now that I've owned this, this particular location for four years, the kids that we have here who have never gone anywhere else, the ones that are like eight or nine, right? And they've never been anywhere else. I can tell you right now, I would have no problem having nobody else come to campus, just have those eight and nine-year-olds here by themselves all day. Not only would they be fine, they would actually be productive because wow. they're used to this. Okay, so... The systems, you know, there's a wide range of systems that we use and try and tinker with, but, you know, part of it is the Socratic method. We're not lecturing ever. We don't answer questions ever. We answer questions with questions. We answer questions with, well, how do we figure that out? Where could you find that? Who else could help you figure that out, right? We have them learn to not rely on the powers that be. They rely on themselves. They rely on each other as classmates. Um, you know, they understand that the answers are there. They just got to go figure out where to find the answers. What's the most efficient way to go find these answers, right? So from a Socratic standpoint, we don't answer questions. We also get them involved in Socratic discussions. What that means is we want them to learn how to think, not what to think. That is part of the schooling agenda is, and we're going to tell you exactly what to think as well. We have no desire for that. It's how to think. So that means having real conversations, but we give them real hard choices they've got to make too. Do you make choice A? Do you make choice B? Talk. You have to learn to eloquently speak to what it is that you believe, actually understand why you believe it, 
and then be open-minded enough to listen to somebody else who has a different point of view. If they provide better evidence, not better emotion, better evidence, maybe you change your mind. Maybe you move over there because the evidence now, you know, persuades you here. Or at the end of the day, maybe you go, my evidence is this, your evidence is this. We're both kind of fine right here. And then realizing that's okay. We can agree to disagree. We're still friends and let's move forward. Right. All the things that adults don't do in our country anymore. Yeah. Right. right? So that's a big, that's, a big, it's never been more clear than and it is this, you know, election cycle. So all the things that are, that, that adults can't do. So that's a big part of it from an academic point. We're teaching them to set goals and to monitor and go after their own individual goals. That means I'm 40 years old. If you're 40 years old, you and I shouldn't be doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. That's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I'm really good at certain things. You're really good at certain things. We're going to have our own personal goals set around those so that we can continue to move our lives forward. That's no different than a nine-year-old, right? So they're learning to set their own goals depending on what they're doing. They've got to set goals that are challenging. And so there's a whole goal setting process that we work on, but they're setting those goals academically so that they can challenge themselves and whatever that looks like for them without pretending that it's got to be the exact same as somebody else, right? So that's a big part of it. And then we want them taking on what we call badges and quests, which are projects. They're either individual projects or they're collaborative projects. And those projects are real world projects. They are actually creating things that matter, whether they are physically creating something, whether they are creating um, you know, programs, whether they are creating businesses. All of our students start businesses. It doesn't matter if they're five up to 18, it doesn't matter. They will either start a business every year or they will take their existing business into perpetuity every year. Um, we want them creating real world things, taking on real world problems and saying, how could we potentially solve these problems? Uh, and then they exhibit that work every five or six weeks. There is an exhibition where they've got somebody coming to view their work. Um, and so they're creating real world solutions. Uh, you know, you sprinkle in some things like internships and apprenticeships, working in fields that you're actually interested in, taking on jobs on campus. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of other ancillary sort of things that go into building these amazing young humans that are already made. We're just exact, you know, we're, we're, we're just, uh, kind of shining a spotlight on it and giving them more tools to be even more amazing. So, um, right. All those things are, are things that we all have in common. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it's funny, some of the things that you hit on, you know, uh, developing goals and building goals. And then, of course, along with that comes, you know, learning some methods of time management and then they're getting uh, experience on collaborating with others. So that's relationship building. So those three things, you know, that's what I help people, you know, of, of our age with your graduates are going to put me out of business, <laughs> which is fantastic. I hope we hit a world where 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 what I do, uh, you know, it, is not a career option. It's just it's the, it's the example. It's the example. Um, so public schools, you'll be fine. Right. Right. I know. I know, man. And I, I hope one day the, the society as a whole sees the benefit, uh, in educating like this, mm -hmm. you know, like you call it educating. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like that. I like that difference in terminology. Mm -hmm. Um, so with that being said, what would you say are some of the core attributes that the kids who graduate from Acton Academy have that set themselves apart from adults today who went through school? Yeah. Super good question, man. Um, people ask all the time, well, what is your curriculum, right? The curriculum is self-awareness because they actually know 
What do I like to do? What am I naturally really good at? And what are the avenues where I can put those two things together to actually build a life that I want to live? Build a life that I don't need to take a vacation from, right? Like how do I actually utilize those things? So the self-awareness piece is a huge part. The self-confidence piece. Self-confidence isn't from everybody saying, oh, you're the best, you're the best. Here's your eighth place trophy and mommy and daddy patting you on the butt all the time. Self-confidence happens because you actually have done some things that were difficult and you came out the other side. And then you came out the other side and you're like, ooh, okay, I'm more capable than I thought. And then you put another goal in front of you that's a little scary and you go forward and you do that anyways and you overcome that. And then you add a little bit more to that self-confidence piece, right? They're doing that for 12 years. So you actually have self-confident individuals, not cocky, not egotistical, but a very self-aware, self-confident group. That alone is what sets them apart. The understanding that work actually matters that personal responsibility actually matters they're not looking for handouts they're looking to prove themselves and go show what they can do they have the ability to learn right they understand that the answers are all there they can learn anything that they want to which has never been more relevant than it is now because the reality is this phone right here is can be a great tool and then in five years from now this thing is going to be useless right? It's going to look completely different. So they've got to be able to learn whatever the new tools are, the new technologies. They also have to be comfortable with unlearning what is no longer relevant, which most adults are not, adults aren't good with change, right? We don't adapt well because we like what we like. and We just wish everything would stay like that. We no longer live in a world where that's a reality. So people need to be comfortable with change. They're going to need to be comfortable with that continuous I need to now learn this. I need to now unlearn this. I need to be able to to adapt, right? All of the quote unquote soft skills of being able to interact with another human being. It's actually more relevant now that people are losing, um, you know, jobs to, to, you know, AI or whatever machine learning and all that kind of stuff. It's actually more relevant now that you're able to, uh, you know, to have those kind of quote unquote soft skills. Um, They're, they're getting all of that here. Wow. Wow. I mean, no, that, that nails almost everything. Uh, I, I supervised a, um, a call center, you know, sales department. And yeah. several of those things are things that they have to teach leaders how to uh, solicit right. from their team and to build right. in their team. Uh, but you're, you know, you're developing people that, that are going to be the leaders of that society. And if it becomes a majority, you know, then there will be self-led uh, you know, groups, self-led businesses where everybody comes to the table with, you know, with these, uh, you know, core foundational pieces that they need. Um, I love it. I love it, man. And, um, so I guess what I would say, or something that I think our listeners might want to, you know, kind of get some insight from you on, I know, I know you're primarily within, you know, the educating part of it, as far as a, uh, you know, a K through 12 type deal, of course, they'll graduate at some point. So what do people who like you and me went through that, um, you know, traditional schooling system? What do we do to, you know, we're already past the age that we can be part of Acton Academy. Mm -hmm. What do we do to put ourselves in a place to start to, uh, you know, I guess I would say elicit some of the same uh, foundational learnings that you're teaching at Acton. Yeah. The, the beauty of it is there's an unlimited amount of opportunities. 
the hard part is at this point, you know, we get to a certain age and most people don't want to take on those opportunities, right? We've already gotten put in a box. We put ourselves in this box. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, people don't necessarily want to work to get out of it. I mean, that is something that, you know, I've experienced with, with people and organizing, you know, I've, I've also done over 300 keynotes, not just on education, just in the last five years. Right. So uh, I've worked with companies all over the place. And, and that's the biggest thing is people don't uh, want to take the time to educate themselves. They do their nine to five and want to go home and play the video games or watch their game of Thrones, or they want to, you know, whatever that, whatever that looks like, which is great, man. I, I'm all for it. But if you want to grow, um, you know, that's not, that's not going to be, that's not going to be the route. So, I mean, but the beauty of it is there's so many opportunities now to grow at whatever age, if you decide you want to do it, if you decide you want to take the time, um, you know, it comes, it starts with being disciplined around prioritizing that time, figuring out what that looks like and utilizing that time wisely audit. If people really audited their time, um, they would find they waste a whole lot more than, than they realize. Um, and so use those as learning opportunities and whatever that looks like, whether that's read, reading still matters, right? Whether that's reading and jumping into a book, whether that's an audio book, whether that's listening to a podcast like this or finding a podcast where, you know, it feeds you, you know, uh, some growth, whether that's taking on a, a side job so that you can learn an industry that, you know, you're, you really have always kind of been curious in. And so now you're going and even just working for free, right? So that you can learn that and get involved with that. I mean, there's any number of ways to tackle it, depending on what you're doing. Um, the hard part's not even finding what you can do. The hard part is finding people with a willingness to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess my next question would be, is Acton Academy always going to be directed toward our youth or will there be opportunities for adults to be part of something yeah. similar? Good question. So Acton actually started, our network started as an MBA program. Mm. So we actually have Acton's MBA and it's out there in your home state of Texas. I don't know what part of, what part of Texas are you in? Uh, I'm about 30 miles east of Dallas. Okay. All right. Um, so, you know, Acton MBA is, is out there. Um, we, again, depending on the location, you know, my locations, we actually create our campuses to be um, learning centers for all ages. So we've got our K through 12 kids are here all during the day, Monday through Friday, but then the evenings, it opens up to all kinds of educational opportunities for adults. The weekends, it opens up for educational opportunities for adults. Um, so we want our location specifically to serve everyone um, in a wow. number of different ways. So that's our goal. I, that I can tell you that's not the goal of every location. Not every location wants to do that, which is fine. Um, but, you know, that's definitely that's definitely our goal. But the Acton MBA, too, there is no other MBA like it. Uh, you know, if somebody's looking for for an MBA program, act an MBA. Uh, I think it would be hard to beat. The only other one that I love is Alt MBA, uh, which is an online program done by Seth Godin. If you're familiar with him, okay, uh, who is one of my one of my kind of heroes. Uh, so yeah, those are the only. Yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. No, I mean that's great. Do you ever have any instances where uh, parents and uh, and their kids go through acting kind of together? I mean, you say they do it at different times of the day, but have you ever had yeah, that before? I mean, we we try to get our parent our parents specifically involved in as much as possible, right? So, um, you know, one of the things so like after school ends today, you know, our day will end at three o'clock, and then we're gonna have a, a whole bunch of parents who are in our community who have. Uh, businesses and then some who have uh, 
farms and gardens and things. I know we're in California, but we're in a, a cool spot in Northern California where we have some families that have some land and things like that. So they grow a lot of crops. And um, so we're going to have a farmer's market that's here. That's just our parents and, and we'll open up the community and they'll be able to sell, you know, their stuff, sell their products. We have uh, a mastermind session Thursday um, where we've got about 25 of our parents who own businesses and we're going to come in and just get together and go, okay, how can we support each other's businesses? How do we make each other's businesses better? Um, you know, we're kind of taking on that growth mindset uh, from, from the parental standpoint too. So we want to involve our parents as much as possible with that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I know we're going a little bit over, uh, but I do want everyone to get familiar with your podcast that you started this year, The Essential 11. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, man. Thank you. So the essential 11 was born out of, uh, you know, really kind of an idea around, um, getting some scholarship money. You know, one of the downsides of, of any kind of, uh, privatized educational, uh, push is that it costs money. You know, we don't take government money, which means people have to pay to come. And that's always the hard part because there are people who would crush it. who just can't afford it. Um, and we get that. So we want to have, um, different ways and we have a number of ways that we want to reach out to those people and to help them financially speaking and so this was one of those um, so what we ended up doing was we took uh, a focus group of, of 1500 youth from around the country ages 13 to 22 and we said look we're going to go to some high level operators some people that are um, you know uh, absolute studs in business and you know a lot of professional athletes um you know, in, so quote unquote influencers in various fields, uh, you know, all, all over the board, man. And, and we're going to go to them with your questions. What advice do you want to get from them? And so we cultivated those 11 questions and, and um, you know, we sit down and use that as kind of the framework for conversation. Um, and so those conversations, you know, again, it's a framework. It's not a robotic thing. It's just a, we kind of dive into, uh, dive into that individual's take. So I've never had the same conversation twice um and sometimes we don't even get to all 11 questions before we're an hour in and it's like hey we gotta go you know but <laughs> yeah um, which, which is fine um but it's it's people who are making an impact in one way or another and it's their one of their ways to give back you know to to our listeners and so really our demographic has ended up being um really like high school age all the way up through really like mid forties. Um, because what we find is that a lot of the parents get a ton of value out of it as well. Um, so that's really our kind of our sweet spot. And we have had, um, just honestly, man, nonstop, especially now as we've got momentum, just absolute superstars on here, man. Um, we really do just people that listeners would all know. Yeah, no, I'm, I, like I said, I, uh, I was able to check it out while I was going through uh, the stuff you have going on with Acton Academy, and uh, I fell in love with the podcast. It's not unlike what, I, uh, what I'm trying to do here, and I'll definitely continue to follow that. Um, like I said, I don't want to hold you any longer. I know you've got uh, some other people to meet with and very important things from my perspective to get done. Uh, so I want to support you, and I know some of our listeners are going to want to support you and yeah. what you're doing. Where can they keep up with what you have going on? And, uh, and what are some ways that they can support uh, Acton Academy? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, uh, as far as acting goes, 
um, you know, you can check us out on, on any of the social media platforms. And, and our specific location is Acton Academy Placer, which is P-L-A-C-E-R. So Acton Placer on IG, Acton Placer on Facebook. I think people can check that out. Obviously go to the website and see what we have going on. Um, I do a lot of things on my own personal pages as well, which is just my name, just Matt Bodro on, on every platform you can think of. Um, you know, and, and listening into the essential 11, obviously is, is a huge thing. Again, all of that, I don't take any money from that. All of that goes back to the kids. So, um, anybody interested in, in listening to that, reviewing that, sharing that, sponsoring that, um, you know, all of those are, all of those are, are great, man. All those are big helps. Um, if anybody is, if anybody's interested, so they can go to any of those places. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, guys, if you have connected with Matt's message, make sure, uh, that you're checking out the podcast and that you're sharing what is going on at Acton. Um, I personally believe that this is so important to get out there and share with the world. Um, you know, the more people that agree with this and and get together with it, we can actually, you know, maybe one day we can we can change the way uh, the schooling system works and have it more of an educating system, as you say, Matt. So it, it was a big honor to have you on the show, man. Pleasure was mine, man. Thanks for having me. There you have it, guys, Mr. Matt Baudreau. How amazing is that mission? He has a heart for kids and how they grow up and how they learn in this world. And he's making such a huge impact, not just in his town, not just in his state, and not just in his country, but in the whole world with Acton Academy. And if you've connected with this, definitely, as I've already said before, check him out on Acton Placer. That is his uh, his particular studio that he runs is the Acton Placer Academy. And then there's several other locations throughout the world. Check out, see if they've got a location in your area if you're interested in taking a look at that. Uh, if you're interested in supporting them, which I highly suggest you do, we need to get this message out there that there is a different way for our kids to learn there's a different way for them to grow up to be leaders uh, than just going through the five subjects that we've been taught for years and years and years and years and you know i haven't been out of the schooling system extremely long you know 25 coming on 26 years old so that's what i think i so i graduated in, in, in 2013 so i'm coming up on 10 years of, of being out of the schooling system so the remembering what it was like to go through it and and realizing the gaps in the system it's still fresh in my mind you know and i know it has been substantially different than some of you have who have been out of the schooling system for many years um, but to understand that there are other options out there, it is worth the money to invest in putting our kids into a place that really takes into consideration who they are going to be. Not a cookie cutter uh, you know, solution that we have today, but that there are other options out there. Uh, I'm super excited to have had an opportunity to speak with Matt. I'm excited to have an opportunity to just help him out by listening in on the podcast by sharing the different things that he does on his different pages so that we can get this out there to other people so that they can see what amazing work they're doing over at Acton Academy so definitely something I'm very passionate about as I said uh, you know my job is here with you guys 
keeping you guys informed, helping you guys out, helping you guys become uh, the best that you can be, as well as uh, you know sharing my personal experiences and, and my journey on that path as well. Uh, so, so you know that's where I'm at. But Matt is in the trenches of the educational system, you know, and and doing what needs to be done for our future children. I hope uh, that my future children can be a part of something similar to what Matt has going on at Acton Academy. So thank you guys again for checking out Peace with the Process episode today. I look forward to hearing from you all on the Facebook page. Uh, Make sure to hop over to the Facebook page, to the Instagram page, uh, Peace with the Process, and check out the teaser video that I did for this episode and drop your comments on what you thought about the episode on those posts. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this type of education that can be offered to our children. What have you seen that's similar? Um, Maybe you have done some homeschooling with your own children or thought about homeschooling you know for future children and you've got some thoughts and ideas Um, maybe you have some questions reach out to matt reach out to these guys and find out what it is you can do to instill some of this stuff uh, into our youth into our future uh, of of the world Uh, and into yourself as well as you heard you know they offer uh, some some tools there for uh, you know adults as well So take advantage of every tool that these guys offer. I think what Matt is doing is absolutely amazing. Uh, And make sure to head over to peacewiththeprocess.com to check out all the episodes that we've posted so far, as well as any of my blog articles that we have out there. I look forward to hearing from all of you uh, once again, and I will see you on the next episode of Peace With The Process.